the AI optimist. Enhance and serve humanity. With Declan Dunn. Hey, it's Declan Dunn with the very first AI Optimist podcast. You can pick up the AI Optimist podcast at any Spotify or Apple platform or www.theaioptimist.com. And what I want to talk with you about today is what this is going to be about because our goal at the AI Optimist podcast is to synthesize AI into practical action to take out of the hype and the fear, mostly being driven from the top and do something a little bit different. Remember the people who use AI first, start with the people asking you for input and then use the hype and technology second. There's a lot of really brilliant data scientists, futurists, people looking at this, but it's not starting from the grassroots, which this research project for one year, starting July 18th, ending July 18th, 2024, is going to look at the impact of AI as a research project and also as an educator with the goal to enhance and serve. Because people say, well, how can we make AI do what we want it to do? We can't control it. Why not have the prime directive to enhance and serve humanity? See, the first AI wave is very different than the first internet wave, which was where I began. This one is dominated by billionaires and trillion dollar companies vying to control. And they're all screaming about how you can't control AI because they want to create moats and separation and all this thing that amazing big businesses do. My focus is how it serves people, not just in my country, but everywhere. And how can we actually use this regulations, all these things that are happening to start the ball rolling. And really, here's what I'm doing for the next year. I'll play the AI optimist on my podcast here at Substack. There'll be articles as well because I'm an instructional designer, entrepreneur, and growth developer, growing businesses for over 30 years in the digital world, looking at how AI might benefit humanity and education and business. Those are my two focuses. How can regular people use this? Where are you gonna get left behind? What are the real issues? And how to say this and synthesize this down into an easy to understand approach so you can adapt and change and be resilient to the changes here. See, I'm scared to begin in a way because I know I could shill out more hype about AI prompt power, give you 10,000 prompts and paint a scenario of utopia or doom because that's what people do. We constantly do this with technology. And isn't that done to death? What if we begin not with the technology, but the impact and the advantages it can give to people? Because if we want a good future with AI, we better start looking at it, planning it, and actually cooperating operating internationally, which has never been done because this is in all of our hands and very much driven by all of our governments and our cultures, which are very different and have very different biases. So approaching it in the old way is sort of silly and saying you can't control it is weird because is it about control or is it about leveraging this tool? Because it's about how to make AI safe and helpful to all people, not just a few with enough money. This one should be everywhere. Okay, let's take it out of the hands of the military and finance will be a good first step, though, in this world. That's seriously utopian, because how can you go into the AI arms race and how it won't destroy us if every military is using it? But that is a separate issue. I'll be answering 10 questions during this year. Each one will be a podcast as well as a research into doing what's going on. The goal here is to practice the AI pessimist point of view. I'm the optimist 
and to create my own hypothesis based on their input and opposition to my scenario, which is why I need you. I need you data scientists. I need you creative innovators. I need you C-suite executives to give me, find out, point out where I'm obviously wrong because this is brand new. This is a place where we all discuss it without agenda, without pitching it, to actually learn how this impacts our lives and create a scenario in which we as a community can practice intelligent and realistic discussions with the opposite AI opinions, which is really interesting because what I ended up doing was going to AI, in this case, ChatGPT, and asking it a very simple question. It's a ChatGPT, here's my prompt, and this is the basis of the AI optimist. I want to practice my knowledge of AI frameworks as the AI optimist in a 10-question debate with you, the AI pessimist. You, ChatGPT, and my audience now play the role of pessimistic AI person with a scientific viewpoint and not critical of others, be kind, who prove my ideas falsifiable and come up with an alternative AI in the future scenario at the end. What do you see? I'll play the optimist. Obviously, I'm an instructional designer, entrepreneur, and growth developer looking at how AI might benefit humanity and education and business. The goal is to practice understanding the AI pessimist point of view and to create my own hypothesis based on their input in opposition to my scenario. Create a scenario in which I can practice intelligent response and discourse with you. And I might be labeled a futurist, a dreamer, have a hollow view, not understanding how dangerous AI is and not taking seriously the risks and threats. You start the debate. I said this to ChatGPT, but I would welcome any of you. Give me dilemmas or problems to challenge my thinking, to challenge the research and the education I'm providing to help people learn how to use this and take advantage. And after this, then we're going to set up different sort of discussions where we can actually say, okay, what can we do better? Because the key here isn't what I'm about, how I'm saying this. That doesn't matter. I'm going to research these topics beginning in episode number three with privacy and digital IDs. What do we do with this world where all our information is going into these amazing tools, which we're telling it our deepest secrets sometimes. In business and education, how does a student go through this and get treated professionally with the right answers? How does a business use this and not manipulate? All of these are valid, valid thoughts. And it brings us up to the two contrasting hypotheses we're gonna be testing. Is it an optimistic future? Is it pessimistic? You and I know we'll probably come in the middle, but what we want to do is discover what these things are and not just be driven by the top companies investing billions. Because right now, unlike the internet, it's not somebody in their garage inventing this. And I know you're out there. I want to hear from you. But if you are doing this, I think that's where the real change will come. Rarely does it come from top down, but that's my bias. Let's always remember bias. It's one of the big questions that came up. So create a scenario. So here's my two hypotheses. Here's the one for the AI optimist. Over the next decade, AI will play a crucial role in solving some of the world's most pressing challenges from climate change to healthcare. AI will not only automate routine tasks, it will also create new jobs and industries leading to economic growth. There will be effective international cooperation and regulation of AI. Wow, now you know I'm a dreamer. Ensuring its benefits are widely distributed and its potential harms are minimized. This has to reach everybody. Advances in AI will enhance human creativity and decision-making, opening up new realms of artistic and intellectual exploration. Now, I know that may sound Pollyannish, but if you don't have a positive view, how are you going to create a future that's positive? And even with 
some of these challenges? What if we could enhance and serve humanity and begin that as a prime directive of AI? Now, the AI pessimist hypothesis that I came up with ChatGPT said, over the next decade, AI advancements will lead to significant job loss across multiple industries from manufacturing to creative sectors, outpacing the generation of new job roles. We're in a wait and see there, but definitely it's hitting some of the real automated tasks people do with everything from farming to fast food delivery to customer support. So in the, end, in the early days, you'll see that. And how are you going to adapt to that change? Because when it comes, I can tell you, having been through this before, you have to adapt. Okay. Furthermore, in this hypothesis, the adoption of AI technologies will exasperate existing social inequalities with a disproportionate impact on marginalized communities. In other words, it stays like it is, separated into the rich countries, keeping the others behind. And that's just not the way this should be, is it? Attempts to regulate AI development and use will prove ineffective due to the global nature of technology development and the rapid pace of AI advancements. Wow. That is definitely not a scenario we want. But look at those extremes. We actually, as a planet, have to get together and think about what this means to us. Do we see this world like this? Like facial recognition, which, by the way, is done in China, the U.S., and the EU, protecting us maybe in one sense, maybe identifying us, maybe it's a benefit, but in the end, it's sort of weird to have that projected. Or is it also the fact that we can take our reality and make all sorts of new realities, augment it, play with it, do things that we've never done before, use education so students can actually get tutored at their pace with a tutor that knows them, with a tutor that helps them, supports them in very positive language. It can help these overwhelmed teachers with big classes. But most importantly, do it in the right tone, the right information, the right way. That's hard work. That's what I'm dedicated to in the education land. On the business end, how do we actually use these tools, not just to listen and manipulate customers? If you look in on episode three, I'll be going into the privacy rules. And in the EU's rules, they don't want to do things that manipulate. And our algorithms and social media in the past seven, eight years have been driven by machine learning AI, which has caused all sorts of behaviors. China actually does something to try to oppose that and to limit younger people's usage of this social media. I'm not trying to espouse for anyone other than saying we need a little bit of this, a little bit of that. One country's point of view will not suffice. So that's what the AI Optimist podcast is, a year-long project dedicated to you, listening to you researching, interviewing people, putting out education, which will be in episode two about fear and respecting AI. And in episode three, the research begins where we dive into what's happening in privacy regulations and how we can actually use this tool without it stealing our data and using it as against us. Because as I'll always say with AI right now, it's not the technology, it's the people using the technology and you and I below the top down billion dollar companies really need to care because this is going to define our future, the future of your kids, your, your next generations. What will they learn? What should they study? That's what this is about. And I'm so glad you're joining me. And I look forward to seeing you in our next upcoming episode, number two, where we talk about training and education, how you can look at fear and respect AI. And then in episode three coming up later will be privacy and digital ID. How can we actually use AI while respecting us and do what I'm sharing here, enhance and serve humanity? The AI Optimist. My name's Declan. 
and I'm done. See you next time.